the Public News Service Daily Newscast, February the 15th, 2024. I'm Mike Clifford. First to Kansas City, where the Chiefs Victory Parade turned fatal, reminding gun law activists to call for reform. One person has died and three people are in custody following what was supposed to be a celebration parade for the Chiefs. Valentina Yusik attended the parade. On our way home, we heard like, pa, 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 pa. And I was like, I think those are gunshots. Things just can't go without being addressed. Something should be done. We can't just let things continue like this. Former Arizona Congresswoman Gabriel Giffords, who survived being shot more than a decade ago, released a statement saying the celebration has turned into a nightmare again. Americans should not have to live in a constant fear of gun violence, not at a Super Bowl victory parade or anywhere else. Farah Siddiqui reporting. As of this report, 22 others were injured in the shootings. And Texas public schools rank 41st in per-student funding, and that may not improve anytime soon. A large education funding package failed in the legislature last year, and Governor Greg Abbott has said he won't get on board unless lawmakers also agree to voucher programs that can be used to subsidize students' private education. As a result, Eli Melendrez with the American Federation of Teachers in Texas says public school district improvements and teacher pay raises fell by the wayside. You can see it on the ground. You can see it as a teacher looking at your paycheck. You can see it as a parent of a student in the public school system that funding is not adequate. The state provides school districts with a base level of funding that is just over $6,000 annually per student, a funding level that hasn't increased since 2019. I'm Roz Brown. When lawmakers didn't pass the program during the regular session, Governor Abbott, who has championed vouchers, called them back to the Capitol for multiple sessions, but he could not persuade Democrats or some rural Republicans. And February is Children's Dental Health Month. Eric Tegadoff lets us know experts are stressing the importance of focusing on children's teeth early. Dr. Natasha Bramley is a pediatric dentist in Portland and the vice president of the Oregon Academy of Pediatric Dentistry. She says it's important to establish healthy habits early. There's a perception that baby teeth are not important because they're going to fall out anyway, but in fact, studies show that if baby teeth are kept healthy, then that sets the stage for healthy adult teeth as well. Bramley says poor oral health can compromise a child's ability to eat, smile, and social The pain often causes kids to miss school and achieve lower grades. Dr. Paul McConnell is dental director for United Healthcare. He says nearly half of children have at least one cavity by age eight. Despite being largely preventable, dental decay ranks as the most common chronic condition among children. Bramley says one way parents can encourage good habits is to lead by example. This is Public News Service. Next, our nation has seen its total number of farmers and farmland decrease over the past five years. Advocates for smaller producers in South Dakota say new data indicates more challenges for farming communities. This week, the USDA released its Census of Agriculture. Since the 2017 report, the nation's number of farms shrank by nearly 150,000. and total farmland dropped by 20 million acres. However, the average farm size increased, pointing to concerns about industrial farms gaining more ground. Carla Hoffenke with the South Dakota Farmers Union says it shows that farmers, especially independent operations, need effective policies to keep working their land. Our farmers will produce more and more with the less acres. And so it's important that we keep the uh, support of the Farm Bill programs 
going for them. Congress faces a deadline later this year to adopt a new farm bill. And Hoffinke suggests enhancing programs that offer conservation incentives is one way to prop up family farms. I'm Mike Moen. And clubhouses, including the Frontier House in Greeley, offer people living with mental illness opportunities for friendship, employment, housing, education, and access to natural supports with a caring and safe environment. Many people with persistent mental illness find it difficult or even impossible to participate in common activities like work or friendships. A unique clubhouse model at work in Greeley has been helping restore those lost connections since 1990. Ashlyn McMillan, a clubhouse member, says when you have a mental illness, disconnecting is one of the easiest things to do. But when you're all alone, she says your mind can be your worst enemy. One of the things we're always addressing is isolation. Isolation is a huge disconnect, one of the biggest disconnects, right? You're sitting at home alone. You don't have anything to distract yourself from that. What's going on in here with the clubhouse? You do. I'm Eric Galatis. Finally, our Daniel Smith lets us know in the wake of the latest highly contagious bird flu outbreak across the country, Congress is considering a bill to improve the monitoring of wildlife diseases. The Wildlife Disease Surveillance for Pandemic Prevention Act aims to strengthen monitoring and response systems for illnesses that could also affect humans. Miles Goggins of the Arkansas Wildlife Federation says the bill is critically needed because it would establish systems to detect outbreaks early and collect data on their spread. Here in Arkansas, there's a very heightened awareness of some strain of an avian flu. Arkansas is the number one poultry producing state in the country where we're very high in turkey production as well. We are absolutely full of avid uh, duck hunters and waterfowl hunters. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Here's us on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.